When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome once again, everybody. Blockbuster Mentality is the show you're listening to. I'm your host, Ben. And guess what? I'm going to say my normal thing. We have another fun show for you folks today. A uh, lot of lots of good talking points with this guest. Uh, before we get started, as always... Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Give us a rating and a review. It takes 30 seconds, if that. Um, and that helps us out tremendously. We've been climbing those charts, so please, please, just do it. Just do it. If this is your first time listening and uh, you enjoy the show, go ahead and uh, yeah, take 30 seconds of your day. You're already on your phone. You're probably scrolling through Instagram while you're listening or YouTube. Uh, well, I guess YouTube wouldn't work, but you know what I mean. You're scrolling through something, so just use your thumbs to leave us a review. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast, Instagram at BlockbusterMentality. That's where you'll get all the updates on the show when new ones come out. Or you can just go to BlockbusterMentality.com. Finally have that up and running. You can get all our episodes there. It's got most uh, all the recent episodes. I'm still trying to backfill uh, the rest, but bear with us there. But it's got... Uh, quite quite a few weeks worth of shows on there. So blockbustermentality.com. Go to that site because that helps us as well. Uh, but anyway, without further ado, uh, we have today the very talented actress Nina Bergman. She uh, has a, an amazing story. Uh, she she's from Denmark, came to the states in her teenage years, all by herself, and uh, she talks about that, and it's uh, it's it's in, insane uh, in a good way, you know what what she what she did, how brave she was uh, to come over here all by herself, um, and. Uh, the film we talk about is what's what inspired her to do so, and it's Thelma and Louise. We uh, break that down, and uh, she talks about how it inspired her, talks about the car she bought because of this movie. That's all in this episode. Uh, but yeah, Hell Hath No Fury is the movie she's promoting. Oh my goodness, check this one out. Check it out. Uh, check out the trailer. It uh, it looks intense, but uh, but she says it's not you know just action packed. It's it's got it's got story. It's it's uh, it means a lot. So uh, check it out. It's a World War II film. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to watching it as well. But Nina was great, so kind, funny. Uh, she's she was she was a mu- musician. She was a boxer. She's a she's a jack of all trades. So uh, but yeah, me and Nina speak about. Thelma and Louise, and here is the conversation. Ooh, prepared, I like it. 
prepared. I'm like, <laughs> brilliant, great. Yeah. Uh, now, are you in the are you in the LA area? I am. I'm in West Hollywood right now. Oh, look at you! And uh, I'm in Tampa, Florida. So the whole I other coast. There a lot. That was one of my favorite places to play with my oh, band. Okay, Tampa. look at you. Yeah, I like you guys. You guys are angry and wild. <laughs> you know, it's it's in our blood, I guess. You know, it's <laughs> um. So that, that's so that's where you got your start, right? Is music? Is that is that right? Uh, yeah, it, you know, it's like a hate-love relationship, you know, I, uh, I, I I do jobs for money for acting, and then I sell my soul, and then I go back to music, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> scream it all out, and then uh, I, I'm done there, and then I miss acting, and then I go back, and then, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, it's like I have two lovers. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do, you gotta, first yeah. of all, pay the bills, but, you know, still do yeah. what you love. You know, so that's great. Um, so what, what kind of, what kind of music do you play? What, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm musical theater trained. I went to musical theater school when I was 14 and trained in opera, but, um, you know, I was an amateur boxer and heard nine inch nails. So I wanted to be the female Trent Reznor. Oh man. Well, yeah, that, that'll get you pumped up. That's for sure. I played in the gym when I was training, you know, that's how I paid for college. Yeah. came out in New York and then um and then I just realized at that time you know at 17 I had a lot of anger unexpressed anger that and 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 this man was saying what I felt and what I wanted to say yeah you know, I felt very different I felt just like him inside you know and then um I, I you know I I started bands and you know got signed to Warner Brothers and you know what I mean um yeah that that's how I that's how I Yeah. No, that's, that's great. Yeah. Especially, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a great artist to, 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 you know, thrive to, to be after. Cause yeah, he's, he's even doing like movie soundtracks now. I know he did like a social network and, uh, you know, he's, he's, yeah, he's all over the place now. That's great. And so how did, uh, how did boxing start? Can you, can you talk me through that a little? How did, how did that begin? Well, I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm born and raised in Denmark, and I knew because of the movie we are going to discuss that I had to come to America. Cause yeah. It represented freedom, and I could be who I wanted to be. So I left home when I was 14 to England, and then I went to Moscow when I was 15, and then I went to New York City Ballet when I was 16 by myself. And then uh, I realized, you know, being a little girl from Denmark, myself that I needed to go to school for anyone to take me seriously so then I started to try to work as a model and actor to make money for school but NYU was 30 grand a semester and um, and uh, I started boxing because I was balletty I was doing ballet and and they needed me to be a little more you know what I mean a little more grounded and then, right um, my trainer found me and he was like you know your your footwork is insane and you're an angry little chick and he started training me and I started doing, you know, little fights here and there. And I started making money, like real money to pay for college. So that's what I did for two years and then found Trent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it all began. And then it all, you know, I wanted to do musical theater, you know, Phantom of the Opera or whatever, you know. And then yeah. I, I, I realized, I was like, I, I'm good at those kind of, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I have a lot to say. 
Yeah. That's what I realized. I had more to say. I, I, I assume you use, do you use music? I, I won't assume, but do you use music to prepare you for certain scenes, prepare you for certain roles? I used to, but not anymore because like I would, um, like, uh, you know, um, the movie that I just did, like I would, uh, make a French playlist from the 1930s and I would only kind of listen to that to get in the mood but on set I never do I know a lot of actors they sit with the headphones and for me as soon as I take the music out of my ears it's gone yeah you know I'm method all the way I use images you know I would sit and study World War II all the concentration camps and a sad song is not gonna get me there but right history and the images and the videos and the stories of those women to me are a lot stronger than a song right yeah because it's it's interesting because yeah you could be like i I can you know i'm not an actor but i i can relate in that regard where i'll be listening to a song that makes me feel a certain emotion you know maybe sad even but like yeah like you said once the song's over it's like okay i'm i'm good to go like i'm i'm done like it you know it's i i can i can i can see that it's hard for it to stick with you i guess stay. yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't stay and i can't start humming this i guess i could start humming the song in the middle of the scene but you know if it's appropriate but for for me the the visuals and the you know my homework you know that i've prepared for you know spent months on it's just so much stronger than that yeah definitely now was your no, I know you, you know, came over to the States to, to, was it to, pers- you know, to pursue a career and everything was that when you came over, was it your first time in America? Had you been to America before, before you were, you know, pursuing your career? Um, I had never been, but I watched that movie we were about to talk about Yeah, and watched these women do what I wanted to do. And I knew that I wanted freedom and in Denmark, even though it's the happiest country in the world, you know, there's no homeless, education is free, uh, you know, you don't have to pay for hospital, you know, there is, um, you know, don't think you're better than anyone. There's like this law, you know, and if you don't, if you think, you know, I'm half Russian, my dad is Russian. So I yeah. think a little differently and I just, I, I, I had big dreams I wanted to do, you know, I felt I had a I had big feelings, you know, I was a little louder, I was more angry, I was more passionate, and I just didn't really fit into the Danish, you know, Danish people, I, I love them, but they're a little bit like the furniture, they're very simple, yeah, <laughs> classy, but, you know, where the Russians are like the Americans, the bigger, the better, the louder, the more extravagant, the, you know what I mean, and I had a lot of that, so I didn't really fit in. Okay. You know? Yeah, and then when I saw that movie, I was like, that's what I want. Yeah, that. <laughs> As a little girl, I was like, I want to go wherever that place is. Right. And I can do whatever they're doing in my own way, and I'm going to be free. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's, I, I mean, that's, it's a very brave thing to do. So did you, did you come over alone? I did. I left home when I was 14. Oh, I left wow. my parents when I was 12 uh, for, you know, I had a rough childhood, you know. Right. So, uh, I wasn't with my parents when I was 12 and I was bouncing around. So when I got a scholarship to a musical theater school in England, I was gone and I stayed in a nun hostel for troubled kids, you know, with nuns. That was just okay. Funny. And then I got a scholarship to school in Moscow 
and then I went there. And then at 16, I had an opportunity to go to New York, and I took my 75 bucks and I grabbed it. And wow. I left. You Man. Know? I was fearless at that age. I was just like, I just had that vision from that movie my whole life. Yeah. Like, That's where I need to be. And I knew I needed to go to school to become good at, at what I wanted to do. Man, yeah, that's uh, that's that's crazy. Like, and you you came over alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Just I yeah. Have I have a bench in Central Park that I visit every time I come, and I engrave my initials in it. That was the one I slept on when I first came. Wow, that is. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, you know, because you're fearless. You know. Yeah. What I, mean? I was one of those girls that at 16 I looked like I was 21. I'll go on a date. I would get the 20 bucks for my cap take the cap around the corner, jump in the subway, and then I would live off of whatever, my $16 for like a week. You know what I mean? I was one of those. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's <laughs> I just... I didn't know what I had to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I went back to Denmark because I felt at home in the States. I felt, you know, it's a melting pot. Right. You know, yeah. very accepting of... If, and if you're good at what you do, they'll keep lifting you up. You know, when Denmark, people are a little more like, Oh, oh, you think you're so special, huh? Yeah. A little bit like, yeah. I, I mean, my first car, I couldn't even buy my, you know, one of my Thunderbird, and I couldn't even buy it because I felt so guilty buying something nice because in Denmark, everyone is, you know. Yeah. Who do you it's, think you are driving a Thunderbird? Right. Like, do you think, you know what I mean? We all yeah. the same. And, I, and they didn't understand, like, I needed that Thunderbird. <laughs> that, no, that's, yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that they have that kind of, you know, culture, um, you know, in a way it can be good, you know, just to keep people grounded. But at the same time, it's it doesn't seem like it's encouraging too much. Like, it's just like kind of like flat and just, you know, oh, you want to follow your dreams? Big deal, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, that's just an outsider looking in. I, I, I don't know, you know, so <laughs> but no, that's that's great. That is that is great. And now, um, you know, obviously, we'll we'll get to the movie you're, you've been alluding to. I can't wait to to for you to dive into that. Now, uh, you know, this new movie, Hell Hath No Fury, uh, which I believe is coming out in North America, at least in, in November. What uh, what what can you tell me about uh, about this film? It's one of those dream parts, you know, about um, this woman based on a true story called Marie. She was a French resistance fighter who um, her parents got killed by an SS officer. And back then, a lot of these women were the unsung heroes because they would go and date those SS officers to gather information. And a lot of these people from World War II that are around these days that survived, they don't want to talk about it. So a lot of those stories are not told because it was so horrific. And this particular woman's story, you know, she got caught. She went to Ravensbrück concentration camp, one of the worst. She survived after three years. Um, and, you know, she ends up falling in love with that SS officer, but he killed her parents. Ooh. You know, so it's, it's a really beautiful story. And this character has so much depth and, you know, at this point in my life, you know, I just want to do things. I want to play women that I can learn from, that sure. me, that moves me, that means something, you know. Um, and, and, you know, they're very few and far in between. And this one, she has this very quiet strength where, you know, I'm a boxer. I go yeah. out, I pump the screen, I 
I'm a doer where Marie, she, her, her strength is, you know, um, because, you know, she was a resistant fighter who were caught. So she was, there was really not much she could do. And she was so skinny and, you know, didn't have, you know, the guns and, and her strength is this very quiet, uh, inner strength. And, uh, you know, she's a lot braver than me. Like I learned a lot from her and what she survived where, um, you know, and her patience and, I don't know. Her her story is profound. I learned so much from playing her, and I think it's really important for people to hear these stories so we don't forget, so we don't repeat history. Right. And, and the director did a really beautiful job at telling it in a way where some of those movies are extremely hard to watch. Yeah. You know, I thought he did a really beautiful job not you know, just telling the story, and it's still exciting, and there's action in it, and, you know... Um, I thought he had a good balance. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I'm very, I'm very proud of it. I'm, I'm very, I'm very proud of of this one, and um, I'm very excited for it to come out and see how people receive it. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the trailer, and yeah, it looks intense. It looks, yeah, but yeah, that, it's 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 cool. He said, yeah, the director kind of. You know, there's bad things happening, but he's able to kind of balance. It seems balance yeah. the the traumatic, you know, things that happen with not making it so you're like, oh, I don't want to watch this, or yeah. you know, it's that's that's great when a filmmaker can do that. Um, ha- had you worked with him before? I have. Um, when I first came, uh, he hired me to be his Wonder Woman. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that was Wonder Woman. And he wanted to do like a wonder his interpretation of Wonder Woman, and we did this uh, trailer that's actually out. Uh, you know, if you Google it, and he, you know, he did it more like like a darker take. The trailer, like almost like at the time, like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, very dark and cool and realistic. And after that, you know, all these other trailers came out, and Warner Brothers decided to do it. And I know he was considered to write it and stuff, but his take was very dark. And uh, my take on it, too. So, you know, obviously, it was uh, Wonder Woman was in a very different direction. Yeah. (laughs) We worked on that. Um, um, And then we tried to find something to work on together. But he has done a lot of action movies with a lot of action guys. And this one, I think, uh, Hell Hath No Fury was the first one where he, like, kind of launched into, uh, you know, this is is not an... It made the trailer is a little deceiving because there's a lot of action to make it exciting. Right. Know? Yeah. There's some amazing acting in there. There's some amazing story. There's some amazing moments, and I think that's really his his strength. So I think this is his first film of many where he's like taking a turn. Yeah. Do, yeah, because I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you have yeah. It looks like you have you know great actors in it too. I mean, obviously yourself and Daniel Bernhardt is in it. I know I've seen him. I think the John Wick movie, one of the movies at least. Yeah, um, blonde. And right. He's yeah. In Chris Hemsworth's movie right now, he's going there to do that. And then there is a Timothy Timothy V. Murphy, you know, actor studio from Sons of Anarchy. And, yeah. Right. You know, and those. And then there is a Louis Mandelo that uh, that uh, I work with. I did Doom. Oh. Yeah, the video game they adapted into a movie in Bulgaria. Okay. Yeah, and who is they're all like method and they work like me, so it was really refreshing to be on a set with people who 
wants to play, you know, and, 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 and go there. So I, I don't seem like some crazy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep your cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was really, it's rare to be on a set where everyone wants to go the extra mile to, to, to you know, give it all they got. It, it's rare. Yeah. So, no, I'm sure. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, it's great when you have people who are committed and, you know, want to, want to, you know, make j- just the best film you can, you know, it's, that's what, uh, what art's, art's all about, you know, um, what, uh, I'm just curious what you, what, do you remember the first time you were like starstruck when you came to, to Hollywood? Were you ever starstruck? Uh, my one of my first gigs were uh, being a trophy girl at the Grammys. Okay. So I'll go, go here, you go, bitch. No, <laughs> I, would, I would go. <laughs> I would never do that. Well, of no, course, um, yeah. <laughs> no, so you stand in the Hobbit, like there's like a little Hobbit hole, like it's, that's what it feels like, tiny hole, and then I have to. I'm a traffic guard, basically. I walk them out, I give them the thing, and I walk them back. And then I was standing there, and they're very particular with your dresses because you can't be too dressed up because you don't want to, you know, outshine the stars. Right, blah, blah. yeah. So I'm in this dress, and it's, like, super low, and then all of a sudden I feel two fingers going like this down my back. I'm like, what? And I turn around, and it's like Bono. You know what, what? I mean? And I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got blessed by Bono. I mean, I don't know. He'd probably be me too if he did it today. But <laughs> right, that's what. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was yeah, like, back I- then I was blessed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was well, like, I- you know right. So, yeah, I was like and, you know, <laughs> thinking of it, like, you know, through today's eyes. Yeah, I was thinking like, eh, I don't know if you'd get yeah, away with exactly. that. No. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Eighteen years old, so in my mind, I was blessed, but I was probably. Not so much blessed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, so, you know, I met everyone, you know, Matthew McConaughey, all the actors come to, to the Grammys to present. So right. uh, from John Travolta, I remember chatting with him. And so you, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, you know, we all just people who work really hard, you know? Yeah. And it's like the people who have more recognition are the people who uh, have the ability to give more of themselves and work harder than anyone else, really. And, yeah. You know, luck and opportunity, but, you know, I mean, you know, to get to anywhere, I, I you know, it's so, it's so hard, you know what I mean? So, right. So, they just really hard. so I've, I've never been like one of those where I'll be like, you know, maybe Ridley Scott, I would be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to talk movie talk with him. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, you know that's what. Yeah, that's what I've learned. You know, now that I you know interview you know actors and yeah. stuff like they, they we're all just yeah regular regular people just talking. We all love art and movies and music and you know it's it's all the same. You know, the we have that commonality. You know, it's it's yeah. we're all human. You know, we're all human. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, some of- I, I've never, I've never felt like I felt the admiration for someone. You know, said with Ridley, I would probably just be quiet and listen more, maybe. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, yeah, no, I haven't. Um, I, I did a starstruck thing. Doesn't really. Yeah. yeah. Now with uh you know obviously we're going to be talking Thelma, Thelma and Louise. Have you ever met Gina Davis or Susan Sarandon? 
No. Okay. Just probably probably for the best, right? I mean, it, yeah. I mean, you want to keep that mystery alive, you know that. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love them both as you know actors, but uh, yeah, I've never met them. <laughs> so what? So what was it about this film? You know what? What specifically like that made you? be like okay i want i want to be them like what what can you can you i mean obviously we're gonna you know get into the movie and everything but but why why this movie why this one um my dad was a professor at the danish film school you know he had all these students from like last one and all of them and so he was very adamant about me not watching too much tv so the first movie i saw as a kid in the movie theater was was film and louise so oh, the first okay. thing i saw on the screen and then I saw these two power women in America and a Thunderbird kicking ass. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then I was, uh, I was, I mean, I was just, I mean, it just, I, you know, I couldn't speak for days. I was just like, oh, you know, and I never, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm one of, I never had a TV my whole life. And, um, you know, I'm very particular with what I watch because I believe sometimes if I watch too much, the creativity kind of. Right. Vegetable. I never watch something, you know, just sit and zap through the channels and then I jump off the couch inspired. It has, you know, I'm very particular with what I see. Okay, and yeah. I've seen a lot of TV and movies and then I saw that movie and I was just like, it just represented freedom, power, strength. I mean, my in my mind, I couldn't even understand it was a movie and they were acting. To me, it was America. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. Like, that was America, you know, you could just go there and be who you are, and right, and that's how the women were. And I was just like, yeah, and the music with Hans Zimmer and and the whole thing. I was just that was, that was it for me. You know, as a tiny little girl, right? Yeah, it for me. I just knew right there. I was like, I'm going there. I'm going to find out where where that is, and and that's where I'm going to live. Well, especially at that time, too. I mean, it came out in 91, you know, and it, it kind of, you know, as much as this phrase is used, it was ahead of its time, you know, it was ahead yeah. of its time in, in the fact that, you know, there wasn't these, you know, female led films like this one, you know, and, yeah. you know, and, and on top of it for it to be an acclaimed director, like I, I always forget that it's a Ridley Scott film, you know, because it's. Yeah, it's like because it's like so like his filmography, like there's, you know, you obviously have Gladiator and then Alien and then <laughs> but then in Thelma and Louise, you know, it's like, oh, wait, wow. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> it's uh, it's insane, you know, just just the the range he has. But yeah, the, the subjects, you know, this touches and everything. It's just again for 91 just seemed like almost people weren't necessarily ready for it <laughs> in a way, but, uh, but it's, it's great that it came out and that we can reflect back on it. And, uh, especially with recent years, it's kind of, I think been more relevant and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's cause yeah, I mean, it deals with serious issues that, that these girls go through. So yeah, I mean we have Thelma and Louise who are or who are these friends that decide to go on a trip. You have uh Thelma, uh played by um Gina Davis, who um is married to a not so nice man, you know. Uh Daryl is his name, Christopher McDonald is the actor, and uh, you know, uh, he doesn't want her to go on this trip, but you know, 
screw him. I'm going anyways. You know, that's, that's one thing where they can stick it to the man, you know, stick it, <laughs> just stick it to the man. Um, I just, I, I, I love this because I mean, it's, it's one of those where, you know, it's, Again, you you used to have you know these buddy comedies or these buddy films. I mean, this kind of starts off as a buddy comedy, but with females. You know, it's I don't know. It's just it's just unique to me. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. I mean, it's it's it it starts off and then they yeah eventually end up at this at this bar and that's that's where things kind of kind of start getting serious. This is a intense uh, rape scene, you know, and this is one of the main um, topics, you know, that I was, I was kind of alluding to is, you know, after that happens and she shoots the guy, she wants to run away because they won't believe me. Mm-hmm. And we've, I, I don't know about you, but I, I've noticed a lot in the, in the news and the whole me too movement that it's about believing these women. And for that to be in 91 to me is, was yeah. is just crazy especially you know especially looking back at it now <laughs> do you do, what are your thoughts <laughs> no i i the, the same i just um re-watched it you know uh with you know more adult eyes and i was right thing. i was just so like blown away by how ahead of his time he was and how he managed to start the movie as you said kind of like these two friends and it's fun and light and then you know, it just starts here and then it ends. You know, I love movies with the big character arc, you know. Sure. And in the movie. And, um, and you know, as someone who's been through, you know, what she went through, uh, I just thought it was so profound that a guy, I mean, I'm, it's going to sound like a little, I don't know, it's not racist when it's guy, but uh, like, he like really had the sensibility to, to bring that out in such an incredible way. Right. It was subtle. It wasn't like in your face. Cause that's the problem I have sometimes with the me too. It's too, you know, it's, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Get it. But he just did it in such a natural, subtle way. And then he had Harvey Cartel's character kind of, you know, fighting for them. Uh, you know, he's the sheriff that, you know, uh, is trying to, um, catch them but at the same time he feels for these women because he knows what happened right he knows why susan sarandon shot the guy because it happened to her so it was yeah. a reaction to what happened to her in her past in texas and you know it's yeah it's just it's, it's really like sitting and watching it again i was like wow it's really brilliant no no wonder why ricky scott is ricky scott like you know he managed to really um uh you know express some profound messages and subjects without even know you know the audience don't even know that they're getting educated right yeah exactly it's like a whole lesson on a me too lesson and we don't even know we're just sitting there and enjoying right yeah, yeah it's it's so yeah. subtle yeah it's it, it's yeah. very subtle and yeah. It, yeah the harvey Keitel character yeah i mean i love that that whole you know dynamic because yeah you have this fbi agent but you know he he wants to catch them but at the same time you know he's he re- he realizes the situation. He, it's almost like he he wants to help them more than he wants to punish them, you know. And it's it's interesting to see that too because that's another thing you don't see a lot in movies is the you know the FBI guy trying to catch the people is usually the one that 
you don't really like because you want the the people to get away or you know something so you know for for him to have that i thought was was brilliant um as well um what (laughs) this this has a a very young brad pitt in it which uh, (laughs) i remember as a little girl "Hmm?" (laughs) (laughs) even then i understood hot guy <laughs> right i mean even yeah. me me as a man you know i'm i'm yeah, <laughs> I, I i can't deny it you know i can't deny it <laughs> um but yeah very very young brad pitt i love how he you know sort of teaches uh gina davis how to how to do a robbery and then she uses the the same tactic <laughs> to do it and that, that's what i love too yeah again we we touched on it already but yeah just the the comedy aspect of it and the lightheartedness surround kind of surrounding this serious actual situation they're yeah. in, you know, they are wanted, you know, wanted criminals right now, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's not that daunting. You know, I think Ridley Scott does a great job of not making it that dark, that daunting, you know, it's, it's just, it's, easy to watch in a way you know yeah, <laughs> For, yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. in a super heavy movie yeah absolutely really enjoyable to watch yeah definitely yeah. um yeah. and then uh and yeah i mean they you know are, are kind of on the road a little bit and uh i love the i love the scene of the uh, susan sarandon uh looking at the stars you know, just kind of taking it all in. Or was it Susan Sarandon? One of them was looking at the stars, and it just kind of just realizing that you know this is this is going to be our last bit of freedom. Like they know that this isn't going to end. You know, the way <laughs> it's not going to end with them. I mean, it ends with them driving off in the sunset, but in a different way. You know, um, you know, it's a. Uh, it, it's it's nice to see that you know once you have seen the whole movie and then you watch it back to know that she's realizing like all right this is it you know this is i gotta just soak in everything i can at this moment yeah. um it is i i love that you know those those scenes in movies um yeah. but he managed he managed to do it so even though it's sad it's so beautiful because you know, Gina Davis's character got to live for the first time in her life. She had yes. to been in prison, basically, in prison by her husband, and she didn't even know she had a choice. She didn't know how to get out. She, You know, this was the first time she lived, and she found, finally found herself where there's a line in there where Susan Sarandon is like, you know, she, she's like, I'm crazy. And she's like, you've always been crazy, but you have never let her out. You have never right. been who you truly are. This is the first time in your life in this vacation that they're on right herself so you know i mean that short live you know life that she had i think she would rather have that than continue another 50 years in a miserable marriage with that exactly yeah i love that too yeah it's a great point to bring you know that she brings up like yeah you've you've always like you've always been you it's just you haven't been outside of your you know your the surroundings you know like this is yeah. like you said she's living you know yeah. it, even though it's gonna it's gonna be a short period of time left you know but you know this is your these are the last moments of freedom yeah. but at least at least you're spending it living um there's another movie that where they captured that exact same moment 
Uh, if we're allowed to talk about other movie. <laughs> of course. Baby, remember in the end when, you know, she's dying and she's so happy because at least she had that tiny little time of living her dream and that right. was better for her than a miserable life working as a waitress and never get her. Yeah, she got her life. She got her dream. You know, Gina Davis's character, even though it was very short-lived, at least she got to live her dreams. You know, yeah. Go with dignity and grace and they did what they wanted you know they got to live and that's why it's so sad right too and and i think both of those movies ended that kind of same way where you're like (gasps) you know what i mean yeah it's like it's so conflicted you know it's yeah it's it's bittersweet you know it's it's yeah it's like yeah at least at least they got to be happy one last time or we're able to do this thing you know one last time um and uh yeah so i mean it's yeah it's just so so like you said it's so freeing you know i i could i could see being inspired to want to go to america but i've been in, Mer- in america my whole life so you know i i i don't you know I don't know. I know. I know. I'm spoiled. (laughs) I'm spoiled. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Um, And then uh, (laughs) I'm trying to remember because I I didn't have a chance to rewatch. I mean, obviously, I've seen this movie several times. um, The the didn't like a truck explode at one point. Uh, There's a a truck driver that keeps uh, passing them, and he's like doing his little tongue and his little hand job, and he's yeah appropriate and. Finally, they had enough, and they just—they're uh, like, "All right, let's pull over." And they ask for an apology, and he's like, "Apologizing for what?" And then they blow up his truck. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a such a hurrah moment. It's like <laughs> all you had to all you had to do was say you were sorry. Like I know, I too, know, right? Yeah. Too ma- too manly to do that, are you? You too too proud to do that? It's yeah. uh yeah, it's yeah, I love that because yeah, again, it it is that hurrah moment. Um, but um, and oh yeah, who um uh Susan Sarandon's um uh boyfriend in this? Uh, oh he, yeah yeah yeah. Who, um, why am um, I drawing a blank? Yeah, um, I love it too in Kill Bill and all that. Yeah, what's his name? Oh, Michael Madsen. Michael, Michael. Ma- yes. Yeah. I totally forgot he was in this too. And uh, they're also good in it. Yeah, yeah, and they they're also young too. They're they're I know, also. They're all <laughs> <beautiful>. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, all of them. You're like, oh, yeah, um, yeah. He was really good in it too. I yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cause you I mean, you, you have, you know, Susan Sarandon, you, you know, who it's, it's kind of implied she's had something happen to her in the past. I don't think they outright say it, but yeah, it's, it's sort of implied that, cause you know, again, she says the thing about, you know, they won't believe you. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. definitely, to me, it's, it's implied that something yeah. bad happened to her in her past and she yeah, tried to bring her, it up. And, she has kind of like a shell. But that's right. too, I was thinking, you know, when you watch a Ridley Scott movie, it's like the waiter, the waiter, the waitress that comes and serves the table is fantastic. Like every character, there's never like a a weak character in there, you know, which I love. You know, there's never like, you know, my dad calls it Swiss cheese holes in the movie or weak. Yeah. Whatever. It's always like so well 
you know, done. Like everything is, you know, yeah, and you know, fine combed all the performances, and and you know, that's why I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say it. Huge Whitney fan. <laughs> yes. You should not be ashamed. I mean, you you don't you, you're you're not around in this business for that long, you know, as long as Ridley, Ridley Scott has if you're not good at what you do. Uh he you know, he's still making great films, you know, even you know, even to this day. Um cuz yeah, he has one coming out I think now with uh Matt Damon and and Adam Driver, I think. Um so yeah, I mean, he's still he's still going at it. Um it's uh yeah again you 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 don't you don't uh you're not around this long if you're not good at what you do that's for sure um uh but yeah I mean you, uh, this whole time I mean you have you know Harvey Cadell chasing them um and you know I th- I think he he talks to them at some point um but then you know it comes to the point where you know they're they're at the Grand Canyon and uh the girls have to decide what to do are they gonna is it better to have these, you know, last days that what we were free and able to do what we want just to then be locked up for the rest of our lives? Or are we going to be free forever? You know, are we going to be free? Uh, you know, are our souls going to be free if, if you believe in, in that sort of thing? You know, it's uh, it, it, it touches on, you know, just that kind of thing and i feel like ridley scott always does you know this is kind of just like meeting your maker and you know he he touches on that a lot um but yeah i mean it's just so symbolic just to you know for that last scene what what happens at the end what what happens what's the famous scene tell us (laughs) (laughs) go for it go for it they go out uh, they go out with a bang. Yes. <laughs> no, they um, they choose freedom. You know, I think that's why I related because even as a little as a child, I I would have made the same choice. You know, I'm always like, I want quality, not quantity. Yeah. You know, and um, and so I I I just felt I would have done the same. You know, I would have done the same. End on the high note. And uh, it takes a lot of courage to do that. Yeah. I think that's what I, you know, I mean, they, they, but we don't know. Maybe they land somewhere and in the water and then they start floating away and then they escape <laughs> to Mexico. You don't know. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's an optimistic yeah. view. I mean, that's enough. No, I mean, I'm going to call Ridley and say, hey, uh, and then they float and then uh, she does like a makeover in Mexico and she's going to look like me and yeah. I'll be playing Thelma. <laughs> there you go that boom we figured it out <laughs> no um um yeah they i mean they commit you know commit suicide yeah happy they, yeah you know they go happy because they got everything they wanted you know exactly the problems they set each other free they became honest they told the darkest secret i mean they they did. They did what they were here to do. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's uh. They they were there for each other till the end. You know. It's uh. They they did what they what they had to do. And uh, yeah, the famous scene of them holding hands, driving off the cliff, is uh. You know. It's obviously you know. For and the Polaroid si- is like 
flying off the back seat of them happy in the beginning of the trip they took a polaroid picture yes flying off and then hence simmer's music that is yeah perfect always right yeah absolutely just and it's yeah it, like i said it's it's them driving off into the sunset but like in not your not your typical drive off into the sunset it's it's more 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 symbolic uh maybe um but uh but yeah it's just it's so so hurrah so empowering you know for them them to them to choose their own fate you know rather than you know them getting caught and just seeing what happens and i and i i love how they you know i think they even show harvey Keitel as as they're driving off you know and they show him like waving he's like no yeah like he he understood you know he 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 got it it's uh yeah it's oh man it's uh it's it's heartbreaking but at the same time it's you know it's like I said, bittersweet. Bittersweet is is. But I love I love real life. Like I love, <clears throat> you know, the happy ending. Sometimes the happy ending sometimes makes me more angry than the real endings. Yeah. Know? Why? 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 You know, it's not gonna happen like that. Why? Right. Sell more seats, like yeah, angry. (laughs) Exactly, it's like they wouldn't have survived that, you know. I know, know, studio. Some, some, you know, studio head was like, you know, yeah, yeah, like you have to do this ending, you know, and then you know, and we as an audience sit there and go, no, yeah, Yeah. what, um, the original cut, or I believe the original script had it. Rather than um, like showing like the Polaroid and stuff, they had it as soon as they drew off the cliff, it cut to black. That was mm-hmm. I apparent. That was apparently the original script. Was it just cut to black instead oh, wow. of showing the Polaroid? Um, that would have been a little darker, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just because it's just like, oh, it's over. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think having the Polaroid let you kind of mar- let let it marinate, and you know having the still shot of the car in the air just kind of let it marinate and show that okay they were this was their last trip this was them their last time they were going to be happy so you know I'm I'm glad they didn't do the cut to black, um, but that's just yeah. me you know <laughs> yeah yeah and and I was thinking too it's one of those movies where uh, you know sometimes. Um, they just put so much so much exposition in a movie, and in this particular one, Ridley just kind of, I think, expected the audience to be pretty smart and educated. You know what I mean? And he didn't spell it out anything. Right. He just kind of figure it out on your own. And even if you only get fifty percent of what he was trying to say, it's still an amazing movie. You know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. Yeah. Like, I just thought he just, uh, you know, where if someone else would have done it or they did it today, they might have spelled it out a little more. Definitely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, what I was saying, yeah. With the Susan Sarant Luis or, um, Thel- I always get mixed up. Yeah. Susan Sarandon is Luis, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, he uh, didn't spell it out, but we just, you know, if you're a smart viewer, you'll realize that, okay, she probably had some sort of trauma, that happened to her and that's why she's so sensitive to it and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I like that they didn't have the exposition of, well, when I was, you know, younger, this happened to me. Um, yeah, it wasn't totally, you know, spelled out. I, I, I love that too. You don't need the exposition all the time. You know, it's, uh, it, 
it, it can be overused that's for sure um but yeah i mean this 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 movie i mean it's just yeah it's a it's a hurrah uh movie for women it's uh empowering um and yeah i mean it's i'm glad i'm glad you chose it because yeah it's uh yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a good one do you do you still have your thunderbird I just sold it. What happened was um, I moved to Topanga for a little bit, and my Thunderbird was like, hell no. I'm <laughs> Topanga. <Yeah. laughs> that ain't happening. Like, the thunder kind of left the thunder. Okay. <laughs> like, and then it's so low, and I had to, like, I lived way up in Malibu, Topanga for a while. I was just like, you know, Hollywood gets to you sometimes. You know, I like, bet, yeah. yeah. So I moved up there for a while. Uh, just to like detox a little bit, and um, but yeah, Thunder didn't like it. Yeah, like me, so I had to uh, I had to let her go, and it was a very, 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 very sad moment. And I had kind of, you know, I race motorcycles and cars, so I drive my vehicles hard, and she didn't. Yeah, like yeah she was like, <laughs> like that was always something wrong with her. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like every week or something else. No, you know, no. like like ease. You know. <laughs> I'm an aggressive driver, you know. Yeah. Now she's now she has to go live with a nice family and yeah, you know so be. They, they, yeah, they adopted her. Yeah. And, and I'm like every time I see one, I'm like drooling. I'm always, <laughs> and yeah, and you know, as an environmentalist, I mean, she was thirsty there. Yeah. Crazy thirsty. Yeah, gas guzzler. I'm sure. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll that'll yeah. get you. That'll get you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit. Uh, no. So, but I'll, I'll. I mean, eventually, I have to get. You know. Yeah, you'll get it back. You'll get one back. I'll get it back. Yeah. You exactly. You got it. You got it. Yeah, I, uh, I have to. But yeah, that was like my first big paycheck. I went and I bought one cash and I remember uh, I had to have my girlfriend with me because I couldn't like the guilt, you know, the Dane in me was like, I, I just can't spend that much money. Yeah. Nothing, you know, I could go to Denmark more, I could visit my family, I could like buy this for my little brother, I could like, you know what I mean? Like right. charity, like, you know, the, like the Dane in me was like, <laughs> you know, I had a really hard time. Yeah. Know? I mean, I that's. Like, yeah, you earned it. Yeah. Don't pay for it. This is your dream. <laughs> exactly. What's yeah. what's what's money if you can't spend it, you know? Exactly. On the things you want, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's American. Th See, the Danes, we are very practical. Like, do you right? need Thunderbird? No. That's true. That's true. I know. You know? We're we're a bunch of spoiled brats, I tell you. We are <laughs> I I'm not a sh uh, I, I'm not yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, but uh, any any final thoughts on Thelma and Louise? Uh, any final thoughts on it? Um, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, other than, you know, that movie, I think, too, for me, set the standard of the kind of parts that I aspire to play. You know, women that complex with character arcs and... Uh, backstories and you know uh, they're relevant and you know like right you, you know like when I saw that I remember thinking like wow you know to to at that time I didn't even know I was aspiring to play those roles but they moved me so much and I think that has colored my choice of 
characters that I are drawn to from that movie, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. So I'm just, well, I want more, more movies like that. Yeah, I I hear you. It's uh, and I I love that you were able to, you know, this movie inspired you to to come over here and and you were able to buy buy that car. That's just that's a great story. That's just inspiring. That's for sure. Um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for cho- uh, choosing this movie because yeah, it's definitely a, a gem. Um, can't go wrong with with Ridley Scott. Uh, now is there was there any other uh, projects that you got? upcoming that you're working on that you wanted to yeah, talk about have, um you know hell hath no fury comes out november 5th in theaters and then uh, uh november 9th all on digital and then i have it's called seize the night it just got picked up and that's i don't have a release date yet but it's another one of those it's a requiem for dream meets uh before sunrise so it takes oh night and i play a goth singer and all the music is my music. Nice. Story, yeah. Uh, so it's like two main characters, kind of like. Okay. And um, I and on the darker side. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah before sunrise and requiem for a dream. So I picture yeah very uh, dark but optimistic. Yeah, it's optimistic. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful. Again, you know, I read it. It's based on a true story, and I just prayed that I could. You know, like just like Hell Hath No Fury, I was like, really, I was like, can I really do it justice? You know what I mean? This character, this woman, you know, you know, I, and I like to pick parts that scare me. And so that one is, you know, I don't have a release date that's coming out. And then I did a comic book uh, during COVID called Freya. So okay. It's a comic book, but I am the character, but it's done with photographs and graphics. Okay. Um, and, the book is, uh, you can't read it because there's no text. It's told by music. Oh, nice. Yes. Very cool. Um, so so that's that will, uh, I, we'll have a release date for that in about a couple of weeks. Okay. So that I'm very excited about that project. Awesome. Well, yeah. yeah, definitely looking looking forward to all those projects. Yeah. Hell hath no fury. That looks fantastic. Can't wait to check that out. And uh, and you out in the audience, check it out. Be sure to. Uh, can people? Do you have social media people can follow you on? Or yeah, uh, Nina Berkman, my name. Uh, Instagram is, I think, where I'm most active. You know, but any you know, Facebook, Twitter, my website. Um, um, you know, I'm a good communicator. I'm an animal rights activist, so I talk about a lot about health and that kind of stuff too. Um, and uh, you know, my my passion projects and uh, my motorcycles, uh, nice. my workout routines. You know, <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> you know that's great. Here and there, um, you know, um, you know, just to, to stay in shape enough so when you know I need it for the acting, it'll it'll be available. Yeah, when your next uh, World War II movie comes out, you'll be you'll be ready. You'll be in shape and ready. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Nina. I had an absolute blast, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, me too. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I like it. It's cool what you're doing. Well, there you have it, folks. 
crazy story, am I right? Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you it was very brave of her and the car she got? That was, uh, that's insane. So, so inspiring. But uh, yeah, she was great and uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, follow us on Instagram at Blockbuster Mentality, Twitter at Blockbuster Cast, and again, BlockbusterMentality.com. That's where that's where you get shows as well. Blockbustermentality.com. Save it in your favorites. Do it. Go ahead. Do it. Uh but uh but yeah, that's it. Subscribe, rate us, review us, all that. But it's been a blast as always. We'll see you next week, folks. Uh but uh but yeah, that's it for me. For Nina, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Bye.